Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, Brian Maxwell, Senior Laundry Specialist for California-based distributor Western State Design, discusses his more than 30 years in the commercial laundry industry. From his start selling industrial OPL laundry equipment to eventually moving into the vended laundry segment. Brian shares his views on how the laundromat industry has evolved and developed through the years, what lies ahead for the future of the business, and how, despite his upcoming retirement from Western State Design, he plans to stay closely involved in the industry through the operation of his own laundromat. The Planet Laundry Podcast is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. This is the Planet Laundry Podcast. My name is Bob Neiman, and I'm the editor of Planet Laundry Magazine. Today, I'm with Brian Maxwell, the Senior Laundry Specialist for Western State Design, a major laundry distributor based in Hayward, California. Brian started with Western State uh, back in 1988, selling industrial laundry equipment. And in 2001, he and the company diversified uh, into the vended laundry segment as well. Over the years, uh, Brian has given back to the industry, serving on the boards of directors for both the Coin Laundry Association and the CLA's former uh, Northern California affiliate group. Personally, he's uh, been very generous with his time and knowledge through the years when it comes to Planet Laundry as well, often writing columns, uh, contributing to feature articles, basically providing valuable input uh, whenever called upon. So, Brian, thanks for all you've done for me personally and the magazine in the past, and, uh, and thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Right, right. Well, you know, in all the time uh, that I've known you, uh, you know, in all our interactions uh, that we've had throughout the years, I don't think I ever really got the backstory as to how you first got involved uh, in the laundry business. And I think that's a great way to kind of kick off this conversation. It just how did you first get involved in this industry and, and what attracted you to it? It's, it's kind of a funny thing because I, I don't think that, well, I think there's very few people that actually get into this business intentionally, right? It's a small industry, right? And so you, nobody goes to college and says, okay, what do I do? want to do with this college degree? I want to go pedal laundry equipment, right? And so I, like like everybody else that, that's gotten into this industry, I was involved in a Fortune, five co- Fortune 500 company and as a college in, intern decided I wanted to, to go into that world went into the high-tech Fortune 500 company with the high-tech, and it was the the up-and-coming division. They were all excited about it, and, man, you should come here and work there for two years. And one day I showed up to work, and there was a care package from corporate that said, your division's been sold. And so in that same location, I ended up working for three different companies Never changed my job, job description and decided that the, the corporate world is not my friend. And so I uh, went to work for a small investment company. That turned out to be even worse. Uh, turns out the owner of the investment company was a crook. I got sued. And one day there was a chain on the door of the company. And yeah. And so it was, it was pretty dark time. We, we were we uh, coming into this business. Honestly, I was penniless, literally stapling my kids' shoes together, shopping at you know thrift stores, and yeah. And so it was a yeah. Let me take my garbage to the pizza parlor at night because I couldn't pay my garbage bill. I mean, I was broke, right? So 
So fast forward, I, I get a lead for this company that sells washing machines the size of a Buick. And I went, hmm. And, and, and actually it was, it was interesting because I, it, it was when I first met with the ownership of Western State Design, I knew I wanted the job. And there was really two huge reasons that it, that this industry attracted me. One is the, the business is simple is we sell equipment to people for two reasons. Either that equipment makes people money or saves them money. It's not glamorous, but it's a very simple need. And then the second reason I like the, the business is I, I could literally know the guy that signed my paycheck. And so I was not going to get surprised with a DHL package in the, at 7.30 one morning. If there was an issue, I was going to hear about it first from him. And so the size of the industry appealed to me, but the just the simple, simple nature of this business of, of just being able to help people had a real uh, appeal to me. Right. A real grassroots kind of level too. Very, very direct and very there. And, and so that's, the, you know, that's how uh, I love the simplicity and, and it's changed my life. Yeah. That's how it started. Well, I've, I've heard you say this a number of times in the past. You've uh, very humbly described yourself as um, someone with a very limited skill set. <laughs> and those are your words, not mine. Uh, but what, what, <laughs> what exactly do you mean by that? Because I know you're being very humble with that, but uh, what, what does that mean, a limited skill set? Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's really a comment on two things. One is the list of things I can't do is much longer than the things of the, the list of the things I can, right? I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, you know, biotech's big here. Friends from high school started contracting companies. I'm, you know, there, the list of things that I'm incapable of doing is huge. I'm also, uh, you know, the, the experience with corporate America and watching, going to enough government meetings. I, I don't have the, the temperament to, to, to deal with that kind of a thing, but it's really more of a comment on this industry is to, to be able to live. Like I said before, I, I came to this industry penniless and now I'm retiring, uh, you know, as a 61 year old guy with a few nickels in his pockets with a, a nice net worth. And, and, you know, if you, if you take the sales profession in general, you know, you work for a big company, a big corporate company, you know, to, 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 to achieve the success that, that we've achieved in this industry, you're covering, you know, the Western United States that starts in Tennessee and you're in a hotel five nights a week. Right. And, and so this industry to be able to go and, and to, to make a living and do, you know, to help people, it, it's really more about a fit for me in this industry and being really fortunate that I found it. I do think I can help people make money and I can help people save money. And, and I, I do think it, it's, you know, that I've been pretty decent at it. But, but like I said, the list of things that I can't do is much longer than the list uh, that I can. And I'm extremely fortunate that this industry found me. Right. Well, those are great points. I think you're still being too humble, but definitely great points. And I, I hear what you're saying with that. In more than 30 years, uh, you, you've no doubt dealt with uh, ups and downs, as you've you've alluded to here in the beginning. In business life, uh, in, in just life in general, there's ups and downs. And I think that gives, uh, you know, it gives the long view perspective. And I think that's important to touch on. And is there anything that you can speak to as far as maybe sharing any anecdotes or lessons learned from your career regarding the, the roller coaster nature of, uh, of the business world, not necessarily the laundry industry, but uh, just the business world? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, uh, gray hair and, you know, doing things for a long time, you get to see and experience a lot of things. In our case, you, you take probably the worst tragedy of, of my lifetime, which was 9-11. You know, it's, it's, it's the worst thing that happened to this country, you know, no, no question in my lifetime. And, you know, the, the whole, you know, concept that, you know, adversity makes you stronger. Well, in this particular case, in 9-11, our company, Western State Design, was primarily an industrial OPL laundry equipment distributor. We didn't, we dabbled in coin, but we really didn't do it well. One of the manufacturers that we represent now had been trying to, to, to pursue Western State Design for about a year. And honestly, after 9-11, we had customers that refused to pay their bills and big bills. You know, I had a customer that owed us a half million bucks that said, I'll pay you, but I can't do it today. We had projects where big industrial projects, we put them down into a basement and the, the building was built up over it and the project stopped. And they said, well, you want your equipment back? You can have it. Well, we, we, we physically couldn't get it back. So it was really scary. And, and Dexter, the company that we ultimately became a distributor for, it, it asked us repeatedly. And, and then after 9-11, it was like, well, we need to diversify. And so the, the commitment to Dexter, um, we didn't tell them, but the, the, the commitment to Dexter was not that significant. It was like, okay, can we get through the next 18 months, put a few nickels in our pocket and, and then get back to business as usual. And by 2007, we're the largest Dexter distributor on the planet. I now own a laundromat that gives me an exit strategy out of this business and, and literally the relationship with Dexter and getting into the coin laundry business literally changed my life. So advers you know, adversity did create opportunities and it's, it's, you know, it's been amazing. Right. Right. So it was actually 2001 that, uh, that was your introduction to, uh, to the laundromat business. We got backed into that and, and, and it just, it, 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 it was, uh, it was just an amazing relationship that, that, and it turned out, you know, for, for me personally, that that segment of the business uh, fit my personality and my temperament pretty well. And, and it's been a lot of fun. And, and I think I've done a, a contributed to the industry and it's, it's, you know, but it doesn't happen without 9-11. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, since you've been involved in it, what are some of the changes? What are some of the biggest changes that you've seen in this business since you've gotten into it? Probably the biggest one is technology. I think the 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 networking of uh, laundromats is a game changer. I, I think the the personal freedom it gives to owners, the the ability to solve problems on the fly, right? Because you know when you're talking about the community that we serve, I remember talking to a a customer who was out of town at a convention, and and he had a you know a lower income person come in on a Sunday night to use you know, some machines and the machines didn't, you know, for whatever reason, took their money. And, and this lady didn't want a refund. She, she wanted her problem solved because her kids were going to go to school with dirty clothes. Right. And so, you know, he gets on his phone, looks at the video, sees that she really did use the machine, starts the other machine remotely for free. I mean, it, the lady was in tears. Right. And so the ability to serve our customers remotely the ability to manage your business, you know, now as a store owner, I know exactly how much money is in every machine, right? So 
you know, it's like, okay, do I go out to dinner with my wife or I go collect? Well, I can look at my phone and say, no, we're okay. We got another couple hours before those machines are going to be full, right? So that personal freedom, and then you get error messages, right? So it's like all of a sudden you're having drain errors that, you know, you you have uh, stuff clogged in the drain, that all those kinds of things. Instead of the guesswork, it's all it's all in real time. So that, that technology, I think, is amazing. The other part of technology that has changed a lot is the is the ability to pay with credit cards, whether it's a payment app or whether it's a pay at the pump system, the ability to have people come in and instead of putting in 40 quarters, just be able to hit a button on their phone or swipe with their credit card, I think is a game changer. And, and so it's, it, I know in my case, I have, uh, I have a, an app on my, in my store. It, for every four deposits I do, I would have had to do five. So, you know, it's, it's, it's freeing up time, right? You know, and so, yeah, I, I think the, the, the technology side of things, and I think the other thing that's really changed is the quality of the ownership, the, the actual store owners, the, the professionalism, the type of owner that, that runs the businesses. I mean, I think that, you know, you see it at the clean show and the different conventions and the, you know, the excellence and laundry conventions and, and the, the, the quality of, of people that are being attracted to our industry. I know in, in Northern California, you have people that are, you know, that are in high tech that are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week and they go, well, I can buy a laundromat and replace that income, you know, and then they want to know how to do it right. Right. So they have a different paradigm. They understand that, you know, uh, a business was doing X and if I do the, the right investment, I can make it do, you know, 50% more or twice as much. And, and they understand the, the, the business side of things and they don't have a small paradigm, which I think the older, People that, you know, abused their customers, didn't treat their customers well, didn't care about their store. I think those types of customers are being overtaken by the, the higher quality people, right? And so, yeah, so the, the quality of people that I deal with every day is, is, is changed a lot in 20 years. Right. Laundry owners have, have, have definitely changed. They've been changing. It's kind of been evolving uh, through the years. Do you think that's maybe a function of the technology or is, the technology following the change in laundry owners coming into the industry? That's a good question. I, I, I think we would attract, without the technology, I think we would still attract better people. I think that, that this is a, a non-glamorous basic need that I think if you're a smart person and you're a smart businessman or business person, that you're going to understand that this business is well not glamorous. I mean, nobody's going to get excited that you know the 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 machines in a commercial or a movie, right? But <laughs> right, right. But they'll be very excited about what you deposit, right? And uh, I know even in my business, there are some people that I knew kind of, oh, how's Alondra doing? Okay, right. I mean, they don't they don't understand, right? But but I think professionals are getting into the business and understanding what the opportunities are. And I think it's attracting a different quality people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how has your role in the industry changed through the years? Has it changed with technology, with the different types of owners, different types of stores? How has that affected your role? Well, I mean, other than the big role of, of, of 9-11 and switching actually into the vended side of the business, I don't think that where my role, I think we just have more tools to give people. I think how I do my business and, and how I approach my customers and 
the relationship that I have with my customers, I don't think that has changed. It's just now we have more resources. You know, the machines are bigger, the technology, payment apps, these different things, you know, the, the, that we can use to, uh, you know, assist people. But it's, you know, how I've done my business, I, I, I think I've been pretty consistent where I've really just, you know, if you stand on the same side of the, of, of the table as the customer, and we work together. Um, I th- I'm pretty proud that 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 I think most people would say that they've done business with me. Have said that he, I was more of a partner than a salesman, and that's that's never changed. That's what you want to hear. Absolutely. Okay. Right. You, you've been you're in more stores than most people in and out of laundromats. How have the laundromats themselves changed over the years? The actual stores. Well, I think there's an evolution to, to bigger stores. Right. Some of the little things that that I think lighting, you know, it sounds crazy, but, you know, you go back to the basic, you know, the industry surveys that you, that CLA has been doing forever. Right. You know, well lit safe. Right. And and, you, you know, you have people that, <laughs> that that go in and they have dark, you know, stores that, that are not well lit and don't feel safe. Right. Well, now with with LED lighting and things. You know, I know in, in my store, you know, my store is extremely well lit. I'm using one third the power and, you know, it's, you know, you probably see my lights from the space shuttle, right? So, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I think that, you know, it's those kinds of things, bigger machines, you know, the things that the trends that have been going on for forever, um, the use of technology. So, so how has the industry, I guess, improved itself over the years? And, and maybe you've answered that in, in, in all these past questions. It's you know, the technology, the, it's just a constant upgrading. Yeah. No, I think that the, 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 the quality of people that we have, our industry has attracted has resulted in a, a significant improvement in the quality of laundromats. Right. So, you know, people understand that if they do it right, they finish it up and, and, you know, and they make the investment, the rewards are there. And so I think, I think we're serving customers better, you know, no, no question. And I think more people understand the marketing side of, 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 of doing right by people. If you serve your community, your business will, will, will grow, right? There are still people that are bottom feeders that, you know, just don't care and the places look like garbage. But honestly, the opportunities that, that come along for those people that are new into the industry and, will work with someone like myself to make the the laundry better and serve the the, the community better, their their business takes off. Perfect. Great, great point. Well, well Brian, I, I kind of buried the lead here with this whole interview, but you're retiring this year. <laughs> and I, I guess and I guess I kind of uh, intentionally buried it because you're you're not really retiring. And I guess I just want to talk about that a little bit. First, how do you know when it's time to uh, maybe throttle back a little bit? And secondly, let's talk about, you've alluded to it, you're a laundromat, you are a laundromat owner. Let's talk about the second act that's going to keep you in the laundry industry for uh, for a long time. Yeah, well, I always wanted to, to well, I always imagined uh, my exit strategy would include a laundry, right? I mean, I think that, you know, I, I came into this industry with nothing and, and I was a little late to the savings game because of, you know, being in a hole when I started, right? So. I knew that I was going to going to have to have a laundry someday in or either that or work till I'm 80. Right. And so, 
it, it was always part of my plan, but it was also always part of my plan to do it towards the end of my career. And it was really a, a core philosophy of I never wanted my customers to feel threatened by me. I never want them to feel like the information they were providing to me was going to bite them in the rear. And so, you know, once I made the decision to own the laundromat, it was going, I knew it was going to, to be affect some people. And matter of fact, one of my customers that happened to be closest to my laundromat, the day that I closed, I had lunch with him and said, somebody bought the laundromat down the street and somebody's me. Okay. Right. Because I wanted right. to know. Right? right. And, and, and so, you know, so the, it's always been part of the plan. It's just always been part of the plan it, it, towards the end. And uh, the right opportunity became available and it's 15 minutes from my house. And then, you know, so that was going along and, and, and it's doing just fine. And, and we have some other investments that are doing just fine. But ultimately the, the real decision is, is I have three adult children. Two are married Two the, the two that are married live in Southern California. 400 miles away from for people that don't know California. We had our first biological grandchild last September and our first foster to adopt grandchild that was born last August that we hope to be part of our life. And and I just, I don't want to be, I, I can't work the way I have for 30 years and, and spend the time that I, I don't want them to, you know, FaceTime my grandkids all the time. So really the, the drive was, you know, run the laundromat, and, you know, do we have the resources to live okay? How can I spend some time with these new uh, family members? And so that's really the, the driving force behind it. And, and But, I you know, I, I probably will own my laundromat for at least 10 years, maybe longer. But that's um, that, that was the plan. Well, congratulations on the grandchildren, of course. Tell me about the uh, – you did a lot of work on that laundromat. There was a lot of – I've seen uh, before and after photos of that. You you did quite the uh, renovation job. Yeah, no, I'm really I'm really proud of it. And 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 but basically, I took you know my 30 years of or 20 years of the vended side of experience and things that I've learned from people. One is the lighting. I mean, I you know the the I, it's it's amazing the technology, right? So mine runs at a certain bright brightness level, you know, during the day. It and the system knows when sunset is in the town of my laundromat. And goes to 100% every day at a different time. Whenever it becomes sunset, the light goes up to 100%. Right? Obviously, made a huge investment in 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 laundry equipment, granite folding tables, new flooring, new walls. We used to have uh, this disgusting 70s paneling with orange laminate. So all that's new. And one little shout out to Brian Grill from Eastern Funding. He preaches the the gospel of having a good bathroom. I have a full I have a full time staff that are incredible, probably as good as anybody I've ever seen. My, my staff, I'm, that was all luck. But we can have the luxury of having a, a great bathroom, and it, it sounds like, like a crazy thing, but I was I my bathroom is really nice per Brian Grill, and uh, it's used so often that every three months I was having to replace the doorknob. Oh wow! That's how okay. much right. And and so I know that I'm serving customers that way, right? And so uh, actually ended up um, buying a $500 doorknob that won't be replaced because of uh, of having. But you know, but this bathroom, it's just it's a revolving door, and I I think for people that that close off their bathroom and have full time attendance, I can just say 
I think it's one of the simplest or the biggest mistakes people make now that I might own a laundromat, right? So thank you, Brian Grill. Right. There you go. All right. What is your day-to-day going to look like in the coming months? Uh, can you kind of take me through uh, how you envision that as uh, just a laundromat owner? That, it, it does sound appealing, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I, I've worked 50, 60 hours, 70 hours a week for most of my career. And so it, this is, this is going to be nice. So uh, I like to play tennis. Uh, so I play a lot of tennis. I hope to play, actually get some decent golf clubs, maybe play some golf. But the, the laundromat, we, I, like I said, I have a full-time staff that are really incredible. And so probably 20 hours a week at the laundry, you know, doing the things. We've got some vending machines. So, you know, restocking those. And as a matter of fact, in the vending machines, all of the profit that comes from the vending machines actually goes to my grandkids' college education. And so, and so I'm hoping that as the, as the kids grow up, they become four or five years old and they come hang out with grandpa. They, they can help stock the vending machines and, and know that that's part of their college education. Right. So, and then, you know, and yeah. And then ideally if we could spend a week and a month in Southern California, hanging out with the grandkids, that would be ideal. So 20 hours a week in the laundry, you know, a week a month, maybe you're, you know, four or five days a month down in Southern California. And, and then the rest, uh, you know, I have two puppies, which, Getting puppies at 61 is probably not the smartest thing I've ever done. But, you know, hanging out with the dogs and the wife and, and uh, doing a little bit of traveling. We're, we're, we're going to the south of France in uh, September for a couple of weeks. And so, Very nice. Sounds perfect and well-deserved. Over the years, I mean, you've, you've probably met uh, just about everybody in the laundry business. And just wonder what type of advice you've taken away over the years. What are some of the best advice that you've heard from others that uh, you've kind of, that kind of clicked with you and that uh, you've taken away and then and held on to? Well, I'll, I'll throw out a couple. One of the things that happens with sales, sales is a, is when it's going well, is glamorous, right? And so you'll have a lot of people say a lot of nice things. And so, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it can go to your head and sometimes you can become overconfident and, and think maybe you're a little bit better than, than you are, right? An executive for one of the companies we represent had a great line. He said, a rising tide raises all ships. And so, you know, when you think you're just super special, realize that everybody's ship went higher many times when, it, and, you know, if, you know, sales are great. I mean, it, of course they're great. If, if the economy is going well and you're selling great products and you work for a great company and, and you have people that support you. And, you know, we make the, the promises, but we don't execute them, right? Somebody has to do it, right? So if you have a good team support you, then, then you know, it's because you're part of this whole dynamic. And it's and it really allows you to spend, to, to step back and be a little bit more thankful than it does, okay, I'm, I'm somebody special, right? I'm not, you know, a man with an S on my, my, my shirt. I'm, I'm just part of a really good group of people. And, and I think it really grounds you, right? And then... Completely unrelated to the business is a lot of different characters that have come to work for Western State Design and I've rubbed shoulders with them. One guy was this crusty, hard-driving, ex-alcoholic, chain-smoking crane salesman that came to work for us as a sales guy. And uh, ended up spending a lot of time training him. And, and uh, But he had a great line that he said that some of the biggest problems in life is that, that people compare their outsides or their insides to the outsides of others. And meaning that, you know, in the world of social media, everybody puts 
perfection on them, right? That, you know, they're not showing pictures of the, the dog taking a, a leak in the middle of the kitchen floor, right? They're showing, you know, the cute puppy that's right. And, and so you only see what people choose to reveal. And so you know your own insecurities, you know your fallibilities, you know your, your limitations, but you're comparing it to, you know, what you perceive the success of everybody else, right? And so I think it, especially in the, the young people with social media, I, I think that's one of the, the most powerful things that somebody's ever said to me and had nothing to do with business, right? So, you know, when you're feeling a little bit bad about yourself, realize that, you know, you're comparing your insides to somebody else's outside, right? What they choose to reveal. So I, th- I thought that was pretty, thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And that's a great, great line too. Absolutely. Yeah. How about yourself? Have you developed a, uh, I don't know, maybe a personal philosophy over the years that helps uh, you guide your decisions business-wise in life? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things. I, I, I think I, I tell you my pet peeve. My, my, my pet peeve is, is people that the first time you hear about a problem is in a meeting with everybody there or in a chain email with everybody there, right? And I can honestly say that that in my career, there has never been anyone surprised what I said to management because I've always said it to them first. Right. I mean, like as an example, years ago, we had a guy that uh, uh, that was running our warehouse. We literally he he lost a fifteen thousand dollar washer, completely (laughs) lost it off the dock. It it, it was an odd situation. I actually found it, um, got it back, got the trucker fired. The next day, the guy lit me up over not turning in some paperwork right to everybody in management. Are you kidding me? Right. And so I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't know if that fits into a, a, a coin laundry podcast, but it is my pet peeve. And I think that if, if we would all be better served if you people learned how to confront privately before publicly. Great point. Absolutely. I can't argue with that. You know, what's been the most gratifying aspect of your, basically your life in the laundry industry? You know, I'm really, really proud of helping a lot of people. I can honestly say that, that doing what we do has changed the lives of many of our customers and the next generation or two. Right. And, and so going into, to a laundry of you know somebody that's new to this industry and helping them out and creating wealth for people. Honestly, if I could do that in in, in part of the business and 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 just meet with people and consult with people and help them with it and not have to execute it, right? With the you know the construction and the all of the the things that have to happen to make it happen, I, I would I could do it forever. I mean, I really enjoyed working with people. And, and I would say that 97% of the customers I work with are, I'm really close to them. And I've been blessed with a really good customer base. And, and, you know, when you have somebody build this first and second and third store, and you see them, you know, taking their, their kids are going to go to college because of what you help them do. That's really rewarding. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm definitely proud of it. What does the future look like for the laundromat business? You know, I I think it's a, a about as good as it can it's ever been. I think that you know there there there's some threats you know with with the COVID supply chain issues with 
with lead times and, and pricing and, and so forth. So the it, it's, you're going to have to be a little bit more committed to it because it's going to take a little longer to get it and, and it's going to cost a little bit more. But, you know, I, I don't see how that's going to change the, the dynamic of, you know, I mean, if you if you take a, a, a major investment and say, OK, it's going to cost me a thousand dollars a month more to make this investment. It doesn't change the dynamics. It maybe changes your your return on investment and moves it back six months or a year. But I, I, I think the, the, the trend towards better quality stores that serve people better. I honestly, I, you know, I mean, I've been spent a lot of time training, um, you know, my replacement and, and other the next generation of Western state design sales folks. And, and I, I'm passionate with them that, that this is I, I think it is a unique industry that will continue to grow and continue to change people's lives. And, and I think, you know, people will always need clean clothes. And so I, I don't see, I don't see it changing. And, you know, if I could have convinced one of my kids to get involved with it, I would. I mean, I, I think that I, you know, so for the next generation coming up, I, I think it's, you know, with the future so bright, you got to wear shades. Right. So right. I, 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 that's, I still see, I still feel that way. Right. Very good. Well, hey, last question, Brian, and you know, I appreciate your time. You had to see this one coming, but what are you most looking forward to in retirement? Yeah, just, you know, family, right? I mean, I'm, you know, it, it being able to spend time with the kids and the family and, you know, maybe I can bump up a level in my tennis game, you know, but, you know, I, I'm a pretty simple guy. I, 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 uh, you know, I have, you know, it, it's, 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 it, you know, it's really just enjoying people, friends and family. And, you know, in, in, in doing what I've done for a long time, it's, it's, it's pretty intense, especially if you, you know, have a lot going on, right? So, uh, reducing the level of intensity, uh, is probably good for me and my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's a great place to leave it right there. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. And thank you for everything you've done for me over the years, too. No, it's, it's, it's been a blast and I've enjoyed our relationship. Thanks for joining us on our podcast today. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at planetlaundry.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube.